think I remembered the um, the sign out that we were talking about, and it was um, women be shopping. Women do be shopping, don't they? I know. I mean, you can't argue with that. I mean, it's it's good to shop. It's good to shop. I it's it, and it's not even women be shopping. I think as a phrase is really not about. It, it's not about limiting things to women be shopping or men be shopping or anyone else be shopping. You know, it's just it's just a fact. Women be shopping. It's yeah, like if it's if you, observational. It's humor. observational, and that's and that's what makes it so funny. And it's like us. It, it's like a Jerry Seinfeld. If you here. said if you said women be eating, yeah, right. Women be yeah. eating. That's not a, that's not a comment on anything. That doesn't. So do men. You know, right? Yeah, I get. You don't have to explain it to well, me. Well, I'm, explain, I'm, I'm explaining the joke. Explain that, that's they say that that's. You they have say to that, explain it. That to is me. what makes not the joke funnier, right? Explanation is the brevity of wit. Have you heard that? No, that I don't. I don't get it. What does it mean? It means that the more you explain, the more witty you are. Oh, explain. I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know how that works. I've been doing it for 300 episodes. I still don't 300 know 300 episodes. All right. I got, hold on. I'm going to close there. You know what it has got me so excited for this podcast? And it's not just... Uh, you just like talking about video games? Is that what has you excited? I've spent a week. I've spent weeks not talking about video games. And it's finally time for me to bust out all my thoughts. But it's not just video games. It's not just the 300 episode. It's not just 10 years, a decade of WTDG for the week of... Uh, March, March 16th, the 16th, be with you. Um, March the 16th, be with you. We're bringing them back all the old hits. We just don't got it yet. Women be shopping. Um, there Battlefield was that... Hardline sucks. Battlefield Hardline the sucks. Original. Let's bring that one back. Um, I was right. I was right all along. I knew it from the start. What was it that made Battlefield Hardline suck so much? There was something, wasn't there, was there something like bigoted that happened around it? I really well, feel... Well, one team plays as cops and one team plays as not cops. All right. Okay, and it was so, at, like, a pretty turbulent time. Oh, they yeah. They decided, like... Yikes. You get to be cops, and you get to shoot people. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a the best premise at that time, I think. Or alternatively, you get to shoot cops. You know, it's crazy. The world has changed, but in 10 years, they haven't gotten rid of daylight savings time. Maybe this year, James. That's maybe what we should have made the prediction. It's it's it, You know what we really should be predicting about is, like, will our government complete really just anything just do anything just do one thing just do one thing that affects me in a meaningful way once it's 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 really weird how many people run the government it seems like because i don't want to get political right this is another uh, i think this is another wtg take but i i it's really weird to me that on what no matter what side of the aisle you're on it it feels like there's so many people running the government just to make it be the same, right? Like, the, 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 how often do you, does something actually happen with the government? I, COVID actually had some things. Like, there was a lockdown. There was um, the 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 money, right? The Trump money. And then there was Ooh, the... Ooh, you felt that, right? And, and mean, then there was the, the, um, the extra... The Trump dollars with his face on it? Yeah, he, he wanted to put his face on it. The... the so, so those are one of the, those are some of the very few instances that I could say that like something happened and that I noticed it in my life that that like something was different and I, I really just wished we got rid of daylight saving. I last last year when we were going when we were leaving daylight savings time or whatever it is I think we were leaving it right. Um, uh, last the last time when we left daylight savings time, um, people at my job were like, "Oh, it's daylight savings time this weekend," and I was like, "No." You're wrong. They, they they got rid of it. 
And then they were like, no, you're, you're wrong. And that, and I really was so sure that they passed that bill to get rid of daylight savings time. And it turned out that like, whatever, I don't understand our government. One, the house passed it and then Congress failed to pass it or some, some malarkey, mm. you know, it's like, just malarkey. get rid of this well, thing. Well, that's the Biden word, right? Just get, get, get rid of this thing, right? Like, no, who is, who is enjoying this? Let's stay in daylight savings time forever and save some daylight, you know? That's the next, that'll be the end is, uh, that's our political movement. Save some daylight. That's easy. Save some daylight. Maybe, is that the sign off? Save Write some daylight. Down. You know, but one of the reasons that I'm so excited about this is this cast is because it's been, it feels like it's been forever that we weren't doing, that we've done a non-scripted podcast. Or, I mean, not, not that it's scripted. I have um, a script. Uh, you have, you a, have a script? A, every single, every single word you say, we're reading from a Google doc right now. And the next word, the, every single word, even what seems like interjections or uh, ramblings are actually uh, completely written down. That's why this really funny thing you say right now is going to hit so hard. Bazinga, Sheldon. <laughs> oh, man. That's, we, we do pay a ghostwriter for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that is, that is very good. But this is, the, this is like the, it, it, we, we did, you know, game of the year predictions and all this kind of stuff. And now we finally get to have, uh, to take off our shoes, uh, put our, our, take our socks off, put our feet up on the table while everyone's eating. You know what I mean? Metaphorically. Yeah. And, and we finally have a sponsor. This episode is brought to you by uh, Burger King, Whopper Whopper, you know, BK. They brought it. They sponsored us. Yeah. Why can't it be anyone else? It can be. This podcast is brought to you by the KFC Double Down. Buy you know, Double I just Down had now and get early access to the Diablo Four beta on uh, March seventeenth. That's tomorrow. The Double Down isn't as crazy as people think it is. Okay, so get one, and then you could play Diablo Four. Yeah, should I? I mean, no, I feel like I shouldn't. Did you get one? Don't don't you get early access if you pre-order? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the only reason the the reason why I people pre-ordered. Are t- yeah, so the reason why people are just talking about that is more that it's the cheapest way to get early access. Yes. Is to order a double down. Or you could, I mean, you could buy a double down for like five bucks or you could pay $80 or whatever for the digital deluxe edition. You know what's cool? If you ordered a bun- enough double downs and then you said a bunch of like rude, racist shit to the, the people you were ordering from, maybe you could die in KFC and then get early access to hell. Have you thought about that? I didn't think about that. Well... These are, this is the kind of takes that I'm on the podcast for. So, so what have Video you, games? there, there is, there's some games, you know, there are games, there are games that I've been playing and games that I have not been play playing and already dropped. So whoa long, I've, I'm fallen. I'm so excited to hear about this. Why is, Why? Be, because Why are you about whoa long falling? Because dynasty? it looks good. And some people are still playing it. I'm, I'm, I, cool. the, the, the takes from, from you and uh friend of the show and, Musician Ryan Galway, thank you, Ryan Galway, and Bumper for the use of music. We use the intro and outro. You can get it off the new album Pop Songs 2020. Um, you can find them. You can go to YouTube where you can find links to all their merch. Uh, he he didn't like it either, but I feel like overall that that this game had fairly okay, you know, reviews, right? I mean, I guess so. I don't. I don't really. I see a lot of people streaming this. Actually, where the reviews came from, I I feel like. Wolong has an at 80 most, on Metacritic. At most, you could say, like, the game is serviceable. I think that an 80 is crazy for this game. Uh, especially, like, I feel like if you're giving this game an 80, then there were things about Neo 2 that you, either you didn't play Neo 2 or you thought Neo 2 was too complicated. 
Because this is a really dumbed-down version of well, I, think, I, always, I always think the video game reviews and numbers are at a really weird spot. It's like everything that's, pl- that's like almost just playable is like starts at an 80, right? Or a 7. I feel like everything you, you starts think, at a 7. You think everything starts at a 7? Like it, It's weird because that whole spectrum is not being used, most yeah. certainly. You do not have the games other, where it's just like, oh, this... Side, though, on PC... This game didn't even run very well, and it had a lot of problems on day one. You know, a lot of people playing this were playing it on, like, PS5, and uh, I, I feel like PC is, is going back to where every game releases, and it's kind of a mess. There were a few years where everything that released, the best version of it was on PC, and now we're seeing that that's not the case. Uh, games are poorly optimized. Um, uh there's specu- there are some people who definitely know why. Uh, the version of it that I've heard is that um, it's related to the type of storage that PC uses and um, how these games are sort of built for uh, certain types of SSD drives, like newer versions of NVMEs. Uh, but if that's true, then I, I don't know why I would have an issue. My, I also run an NVME, but I run into the same issues. I'm going to do a big sneeze. But... That was uh, not a big yeah, the game, Did you the game, Yeah, I, I, I uh, muted. I'm, I'm a good podcaster. Oh, wow. So, so the game... Pretended that I edited that out. Yeah. Okay. The, the game has uh, had some stuttering issues. It had these really bad flickering issues. A lot of this is related to um, failing to cast shaders. We saw this a lot with Elden Ring when it came out, where a lot of people, myself included, were having stuttering. And it makes very little no sense to me because I'm running the sickest fucking hardware. Not like the latest and greatest, but I've got a 3080. I've got the 10700. Like I've, like not, I've put a lot this of is money a respectable, into this. This is a respectable yeah. rig. This should not be. Yeah, I'm I'm using like the the new like uh, the futuristic SSD technology, the kind of stuff that like I expect no errors. You know, so to have stuttering in games like Wolong is kind of a bummer. I think that it's kind of a good looking game. Uh, when it comes to lighting, when it comes to reflections, I think that it looks pretty good. Definitely has like um, zero personality from what I've seen. That, I, that's what I was going to say is that the art direction is kind of bland, but that the lighting does look pretty good. I mean, it's I guess it's hard to like say like if you're going to set things in whatever in what is it? Is it what I forget the, the, is the it ancient the, the particular dynasty that it's like the fall of Lubu era, the three, the, the, the kingdoms. three kingdoms. Yeah, like the the three kingdoms. If you're going to set it in in um the three kingdoms like i guess there's you know a lot of your aesthetic work is done for you right there i don't know like unless you like you know throw a crazy wrench in it and cyberfy it or something and it's like whoa do not pursue lu bu on his hover bike yeah so a little bit so so it's sort of that it has the same like level structure as neo where you go to level from level to level you can opt to go to these like side quests which are remixed versions of the level where you're either playing the level backwards or there are certain paths that are cut off. So this is and linear. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's linear, but there's, you know, stuff to do along the side. There's secrets in the missions. Um, there's a, an interesting system in this game called morale where think of this as like an internal like character power ranking inside of each level that or, or let's call them like maps or something. So you're in a map and you have a morale number that goes up as you kill enemies 
or as you light bonfires, including secret bonfires. Are they literally bonfires? I don't know what they are. They're bonfire equivalents. Bonfires. They might be bonfires. I don't remember. Uh, no, they're flags. Yeah, they are flags. You stake a flag in the ground, and that's where you hang out. So as you're going through the level, you're finding like secret areas. Uh, sometimes you'll encounter an enemy with like higher morale. So you have to explore more of the level to upgrade yours and then come back later. So it does reward you for like exploring the level because you have to get that morale number up to make the boss fight easier. If an enemy kills you, it's going to decrease your morale and it's going to increase that enemy's morale. Is that permanent so that for, that, enemy, for that level? Like, like you, you could, you could, um, there's like a cap on it and you can also like, uh, how do you get it back? Like if, if, if you've done a lot through the level, like, and you die near you, the end, you kill more enemies or you, uh, as you earn more, like as you unlock more of the secrets of the level, your base rating goes up and eventually it'll hit the cap. So if like that level's morale cap is 20 and if you find enough secrets, you can lower your floor to 20 so that you're kind of like always at the highest level. And then from there, you don't have to worry about it through that level anymore. Usually once you're at the morale cap for the level, it's right before you're about to hit the boss of the level. Okay, so um, does it punish you for losing yeah, on the boss? Yeah, it punishes you for losing. So you lose your half of your souls or whatever the equivalent is in this game. Uh, and you lose your morale. And you have to go, you know, you have to get a little stronger again unless you're at the end. So in terms of some innovative features that it has that are kind of good. It has an interesting stamina system where all of the magic and like rolling and parrying everything is based on one stamina bar and the stamina bar starts in the middle. And as you cast spells or you parry, uh, you're sort of like damaging your stamina bar as you land clean hits. And as you parry, you're increasing it. But the thing that's cool about starting in the middle is that you can do a high risk opener like you could do magic or you could do like a big finishing move right from the outset of combat. And it's going to be somewhat detrimental to you because it's going to decrease this bar. So if an enemy does hit you, uh, you're going to be stunned and you're going to be punished for it. Uh, and, the, and the way to circumvent that is as you land clean hits, you're raising this bar and raising the bar has all sorts of benefits, but it also lets you cast your magic and cast your big attacks without worrying about getting stunned. So I think that that's a pretty neat system. Uh, I, I do like that there's like, you don't have to be limited in the amount of magic or the amount of times you can cast magic uh, the way that you are in a Souls game, or even in Neo, you have like a certain number of casts, which I actually do think is like a, a pretty clever way to do it. But this game system is is unique and interesting. Uh, but that's pretty much the only unique and interesting thing that this game has going for it when it comes to combat. So it, it's a simpler version of Neo's combat. Where do you remember how Neo had like different it has stances? Three, it has stances? It has like a high, low. Yeah, this game doesn't have any of those. Uh, do you remember how Neo had skill trees for each of its weapons? You don't have any of those. Sure, no, but no, those, those, no I don't. I remember those trees. being that fun. That, that felt a little bit more. I just well, feel they like... gave you new combos with weapons. I know, but it, I kind of just felt like it should just already be that way. Like you can already, you can always just take systems away and then just add them back. And like I, yeah, I don't know, that, that always felt like a. That. Okay. So this the way that that this game works is that uh, 
there are different types of weapons like a hammer or like a spear and all the hammers have all of the same basic attacks uh but then they can have one to two special attacks tacked onto them which are pretty much just like uh different versions of spells uh but those seem to be like randomly assigned so you pretty much just have to find a hammer you like that has like the hammer skills on it you like and, and that's kind of what you have going for it i i haven't really seen like level requirements is this game's uh, the, problem more that it's just generic or something yes. because i, yeah, I don't understand boring. yeah like i don't I, I don't feel like you're saying things that are like bad no it's not bad it's just boring and it's, it's boring when you when you compare it to like neo 2 which is like this really comprehensive and complete game with a lot of innovative ideas with like the summonings like there there's like a whole like like egovania style like monster capturing system in neo 2 where you're capturing enemies and like re-summoning them to use their spells there's like the those like pet summony things there's the different weapon stances neo 2 had and, and like a lot of builds and like set bonuses and stuff that re it really had a lot going for it and this game really feels like stripped down so yeah especially for like a game that is you know it's Neo 2 right now, you could buy it for $30. This game is $60 for what what I would consider just like a less comprehensive, like a worse game. Like I, I would want to have a conversation with anybody who says they prefer Wolong over Neo. Sure. I, I'd want to understand why that would be. Hmm. You know, it's weird because it's it doesn't it's not like Souls is such a rare genre these days. Like there's some genres where where if you get a new one, like something like Taiji, where if the worst thing you can say about Taiji is it's like a slightly worse, you know, witness, then it's still good, right? Then I could still understand someone saying like, I had to play this because I can't get this somewhere else. But with with Wo Long, this is actually like becoming um, a really popular genre for um, indie developers now. I feel like as as development tools are getting easier, I'm I'm seeing more small groups. I mean, look at like literally, uh, Bleak Faith or whatever just came out, and we were just talking about this before the podcast. But you're you're seeing more Souls likey games from from even from smaller dev teams. So the idea of of releasing a game that's like like I I don't understand. I wouldn't understand the argument of like oh I'm just a big huge fan of Souls so. So I had to play Wu Long and Wu Long, and I and I and I like it um, because it's Souls. Is just a weird where it's like, yeah, there's tons of stuff that's Souls now. Like that, you don't have to. It's not like it's such a small hidden genre that that whenever one comes yeah. out, you gotta play them. And I I don't know why this game had good critical reviews. I mean, I don't think they were as good as Neo Two. <laughs> they were. I will off. say that the that the the Steam reviews uh, for this game are forty four percent positive. And that's a mixture of technical issues, but also just people who are like, I'm a diehard Neo fan. And, uh, you know, this game just sucks compared to Neo. One says, this game is if Sekiro and Neo 1 had a child, but they are both siblings. So that's a funny review. That's good. Um, There's no reason to play It's on Game Pass. So that's the reason to play it. Sure. Like, if you want to try this game, you know, play it on Game Pass. I'm a little bummed because there's been, like, so many games that in in the near future that I was like, oh, whoa, long, you know, like, I wasn't really looking at this, but I'm excited for it. And then 
that comes out and it's a and it's a nothing burger and then bleak faith and like you know so it's just it's a little sad to like sometimes see these things not come to we fruit. still have plenty of good games to play we have some we have some good games um uh, let, let me talk to you about can i talk to you about a new game that i'm pretty positive on yes i'll allow uh, it. patch patch quest i played some of this i gotta I'm, play I'm more digging of this. this game i'm digging this game so this is uh I don't know what other systems it's on. I know that it's on Steam. Not sure if it made its way to. You want me to do? Uh, you want to Google Nintendo that? Switch. You want to get that Google in while you? Let's take a look at that. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, you, well, you explain the game. So on on Steam, we're currently seeing a 95% overwhelmingly positive on Patch Quest. Uh, this game was in early access for a while. It released. Right now, it just Steam. says Microsoft Windows, but. Well, there you go. So I would say that this game is probably is like a mix of um. Enter the Gungeon meets Monster Sanctuary. Did you play Monster Sanctuary? No. Uh, so similar idea of uh, there are different types of monsters that you have to capture that are going to have traversal abilities that are going to help you get through these areas. Um, but yeah, you but like this game also it's has a, like a it's like a bullet hell kind of game where where the enemies yeah. are not and not I don't mean reverse bullet hell I mean like it's like literally old school kind of like bullet hell like enter the, but like more of that enter the gungeon style where there's different types of ammo that shoot in different ways and um you are like going from room to room bro it's it's a it, it's combining a lot of things it's like a roguelike you know pokemon bullet hell like gungeon game where where it's that kind of you know top down um like you would have from gungeon and you're you're, it's like a twin stick shooter, so you're like you're moving around with the left and shooting and aiming with the right stick. Um, yeah. But one, of the, but the big like the thing that you were alluding to is that you can lasso. There's a lassoing mechanic where you can like lasso any creatures out in the world and tame them and then ride them. And they have all these different abilities. They have like defensive abilities. They have passives. They have like traversal abilities. They have attack abilities. They have an ultimate ability you can use once per per um for encounter and it's really cool so you, so like obviously certain things you might encounter is like there's um a poison swamp and it's going to poison you if you if you stand in it too long but then there's a uh, moth that flies so it's not going to be able to be poisoned you can t tame the moth and then fly over the poison swamp so there's just like element of both like your the encounters are bullet helly and then meanwhile there's this like taming um uh, monster mechanic and you're riding around on top of them the, the, the world is you you also kind of you didn't mention like this kind of setup for it and that's the world is like a quilt a quilt yeah and... it's a patch it's a patchwork of of stuff and as you go through the game you're collecting the ability to like pin patches and it's giving you like these every time that you do it it's giving you passive bonuses for the run but it's all, and it's like all sorts of things. So you're like taking like plants and vegetables and you're bringing them back to your farm and you're like filling your farm up with these different plant, like plants and vegetables. And some of them will be like slimy, spooky, scary. Like they'll have all of these tags on it so that when you um, bring pets back to your farm, uh, they will have different affinities and wants uh, for the decorations. And if you have, better affinities uh for them then they'll be stronger when you summon them out in the world it's an elo game it's it is cool and there so it, it has a lot going on so the the map is actually a a fixed map the 
obstacles and the monsters y'all find in each room, the collectibles are different, but the map itself is, is fixed. It's massive. There's a lot of different uh, zones in it, a lot of different obstacles, a lot of different monsters and variants of the monsters. Variants? And, and they, what? Yeah, what there's like, uh, yeah, I mean, by that, I mean, like, there will be like, you know, there are four different types of frogs who have the same base abilities, but they have different paths. I mean, you just got me so excited. You said variants, so I thought... Yeah, uh, you love variants. I, I just uh, love talking about variants. And there's also uh, the perk system in this game is really fun, and all of the perks feel really meaningful. Uh, the first perk that I unlocked was one that allows you to combine multiple bullet types together. So as you're going through the areas, you'll find different fruit, which you put in like a neutral blaster, which is like a smoothie, but it's also like a gun. And you're not killing the monsters. You're uh, incapacitating them, of With, course. Very, by, by feeding very, them so many grapes. You're, you're feeding them so much game. fucking grapes that these monsters yeah, they're getting, are just tired. They're eating so many grapes that they're like, I'm done with this guy. Uh, but one of my favorite perks lets you combine the bullets together. So you could have like rapid fire bullets and jumbo bullets and homing bullets. And you could combine all three of those together. And and that's that's a lot of fun. Like there's so many progression systems in this game from like going through the perks to uncovering the map and getting new abilities, uh, finding and, and like upgrading the different monsters and finding like the gold crown monsters. I, I wonder if there are shinies in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if there are shinies. Uh, so it, it's pretty neat. It works great on Steam Deck. It's a very affordable game. It's only like what is it 11.25 right now that's like a, a fair price for what i think is like a pretty good game it's it's well made it, it runs well it's cute i like i, I kind of dig the style but i could imagine it being off-putting to some people but it's nice and colorful what do you think of this game i like it so far i think that, the, that there's been like i i kind of moved off of it um in in favor of of a, of a different game uh dead cells that i've been playing um and uh, uh but i i, I do want to return to it i think that it, it like it plays pretty well um I, I think it just looks okay like i like i i don't really like love the the art style as much like i i do appreciate it i do think it's doing something different aesthetically and that like that's i i'm just saying it's not for me i'm not saying that it's like bad yeah. um uh and uh it seems pretty cool so far i i have definitely I definitely feel like some of the upgrade stuff like is is very exciting. Like there's some pretty cool um, things that I've seen during runs. There's there was like one ability that I had that was like whenever you are near like the little tiny monsters that are not rideable, you yeah, tame the them and and um, and stuff like that. And and there, there was there was somewhere it's like I saw one where it was like you're immune to status ailments or something. And and like, there's some there's some crazy things where it's like you turn the status ambulance back on the enemy so it seems like there's definitely um the 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 uh, uh space for some pretty crazy runs there's definitely that that they the uh you know tool set and uh uh options to maybe have like some cr kind of out of control cool builds um but it did kind of like i one thing that just makes me bounce off roguelikes is like we we talk about this a lot where um it's less it's just a bunch of good things happening more so than like a cool build like in in some of the best and some of my favorite roguelikes 
you would explain, you know, like a, a like it's. I always return to Slay the Spire because it's probably the the best, still the best, like of all time. Um, but uh, you know, it's easy to explain what makes a Slay the Spire run exciting and why you want to do another one. But then there's some games that are just like, you know, we we you recently had Returnal, right? And uh, there's there's plenty of options in Returnal, and there's plenty of cool guns in Returnal, but it plays it, great, yeah, but it, all the runs feel samey. So, yeah. so, so my my current feeling on patch quests is is quite similar, where where like the the bullets all are like you know different and they're good, but they're not synergizing with. I haven't felt like they were synergizing with anything yet. And no, then your the bullets are kind of their own thing. Like, there's not even a lot of bullet types, but there are a lot of passive abilities. There's a lot of so there's stuff like that, but it what it, it's like you get um you know an animal and it's like you're going to have it for a certain amount of time, but like, it's not like the run defining thing. And it's not like, like I haven't gotten anything where it was like, Oh my God, I got poison slug. And then I got this upgrade where it was like your poison explodes. And when, when creatures are satisfied by eating so many grapes that they explode in a fart. Your cloud favorite poison... thing is when poison explodes. You I, my, I always explain poison exploding. When poison it, explodes. It, it is my really favorite excited. thing. I, yes. I mean, like it is, it is my go-to explanation. Oh. So speaking of Slay the Spire, have you found the Slay the, Sp- the Slay the Spire deck of cards in Dead Cells? I have not. Yeah, there is an unlockable item that lets you cast a bunch of Slay the Spire cards in Dead Cells. And as you use them, it shuffles the deck and you get another one. So Dead Cells. It's still a uh, game. Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. So this has, uh, I don't know if you've realized this, but Dead Cells has what you're looking for. No, I know. I, I know that Dead Cells, it, Dead Cells does have a lot of really fucking wild affixes on weapons and on the active abilities that that really do what you're looking for. And every the thing that I love in Dead Cells, uh, and this is something that they borrowed in Gunfire Reborn, is that weapons have legendary variants of them that make them just do something that's ever so different. Like there will be like a legendary. Uh, fire grenade that gives them two stacks of fire or it will give them like i got a lightning uh, it, whip it will hurt them with like I got a legendary lightning instead. whip oh you got a legendary lightning whip yeah I'm, I'm having my first like run in a while i played a, a couple runs and it, it was just going okay and then now i think i'm getting a little bit more into the swing of the movement and dead cells is very um like you know precise with its movement very precise with its like dodging and there's a lot of times where the game is asking you to you know like even though there's tons of enemies it's saying like you know you're you're cursed and you can't get hit once so it's kind of intense and that you're having to like roll because enemies are throwing projectiles at you from different rooms and across the screen and there's a bunch of enemies at once so so you have to be very precise yeah. with your with it, your rolling it and your movement really difficult but it also always feels like you're being rewarded Sometimes and and, and it does feel like like as difficult as it can be sometimes that you can definitely find drops that just like explode or run that you're just like a disgusting monster. Um, that, like I I one of the first good runs I've had since coming back was I had like a kunai that got upgraded to like plus plus where um, it left a fire trail and then I also had an upgrade where it shoots another kunai from the back and it, and then there was another upgrade that's like whenever the kunai hits it like comes back to me or something so so the run just became about like running in in a line just spamming you know y button as like i'm shooting kunai from both directions they're leaving fire trails and then they're coming back and it was like you know that was pretty exciting 
Um, yeah, and the now one, you got then you got to get some uh, flammable oil in that. Right? Yeah, one 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 minor complaint I would have is like I wish that there was a little bit more on that. Like they 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 limit you really quickly to the um, perks that you get like during the run, so you get mutations, and um, you get limited really quickly on that. Like I think you can only have like three or so. I don't know if there's you can have three. The, the, I, I kind of wish that that were the kind of thing that they could push forward. I, I, I think there's a lot of mechanics or stuff that I haven't seen yet. I, I've been away from Dead Cells for a while, and that, that room of of uh, Dead Cells, you know, weapons has exploded and become huge. And it's then there's massive. all There's all these extra rooms. I, I'm, like, starting to finally find some cool new things. Every time I... The, the unfortunate thing is that I've sometimes come back to Dead Cells, but there's a two... There's, there's two issues that usually immediately confront me. And that is one that like, um, I, I'm, I'm not in the swing of things. Right. So, so, uh, but I remember it. So, so like, I'm, you know, I'm going up to the second level and dying in like, you know, maybe like stilt village or something and just thinking like, well, I didn't see anything new and that was not very enjoyable. And like the initial starting weapons were pretty lame. Um, and I didn't get anything cool and that wasn't that fun. And then, so I didn't see anything new and I'm out of the swing of things. Um, so it's a little bit hard. So like it's it's sometimes hard to like come back and then be like, well, well, the first, the initial time is going to be spent just getting up to like, you know, mechanically where I was and then just being able to find some new things. Like I went to the Castlevania area and just like I got pretty far in it. And then and I, I, what felt like kind of far in it, I was doing this like there's this whole like um, elevator ride thing where you're. Yeah. where you're going up the elevator and then solving like a, a puzzle to be able to get the elevator to go up to the next floor. And I felt like I was doing that for like 15 minutes and then like I died and it was like, okay, now I, I didn't get any checkpoints or anything. So I just got to do that all over again. That wasn't fun. That's roguelites, baby. Did you get some, you get some cells though, right? No. Cause when you die, you, you lose all your cells. Oh, so you didn't even get through like the, well, I mean, you got the cells from the first area and possibly the second area. I don't remember. It's in so the. Did the, you make the, it to the, the castle? No? The castle is in the first area. Well, you there's the there's the sewers, and then, and then you the can go to the castle outskirts. Yeah, and then there's Dracula's castle, which is after the outskirts, right? No, I guess I didn't get to that because I was still on that that elevator ride. Well, you got to ride that elevator, you know. But um, there's a lot uh, of stuff that there, it's crazy because like I think it's nice to come back to it at this point because there's enough new stuff that it's like bled into everywhere else in the game. There's like there's some pretty wild paths you can take like i i found like an like normally like i said i think that, that when i was the last time i was playing like years ago um the progression was like you had to do sewers and then you had to do stilt village or something like that um and then now there's like i found like i went to like two areas i went to like arboretum before going to that and there's like other there's way more paths you can take to different areas and way more things you can see and i'm i'm finally starting to get like you know some unique items and like items from collabs i found do you like... know about the hunter's cell yet have you found it no i got the crowbar yeah so the hunter's cell is an item that essentially lets you upgrade a monster to an elite and then uh extract a blueprint out of them and every every monster in the game has one to two blueprints inside of them that you have to use this item on and it's it's an interesting idea. So once you unlock it, it creates um the hunter's cell is like always in the first level and you have to pay 3000 gold to open the hunter cell, but then you have to carry it with you. It's taking up one of your slots. Uh so that's kind of like the 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 burden of it, but then 
you you bring it like further and further into the game because you're unlocking the you know you're you're very quickly going to get the blueprints out of the first level but then bringing it into the second and third level is where it starts to get uh you know a little bit more complicated but that that's where i find a lot of the fun i just love uh collecting things from monsters and sort of like that checklist of finding things but in this game it feels especially rewarding because uh the the weapons like in in addition to like having their affixes like they're they're pretty fun to use and it feels like they're doing different things a lot of the time oh uh, man i found this like i found a couple of really cool uh, weapons since coming back that I really want to unlock, but I think I've just found them in the world and not blueprints. Like the blueprints, okay. the, the cane and and pistol is really cool or whatever. Sword and pistol, I think it, it is like. Oh, yeah. It it just felt really neat. Like I it, like the it, it swings a couple times and then the last shot of it, it's like you know two sword swings and then a gunshot. And if the the gunshot is like always a critical or something, so that's nice. Um, yeah. I found the. Um, the what it, i don't know if it's called like it's like the nail or something it's the hollow knight weapon and you can oh, move yeah. while while using it um at full speed and you can also like bounce off of enemies with it so yeah like the, a lot of the weapons i found the crowbar and like the it's hard to explain like it, it is like a, one of those more like visceral element games where where the all the weapons have a different like swing and animations and different um, you know, like reaches and lengths and impact and, and damage and then affixes and stuff. So you definitely get different feelings from them. Um, the crowbar is cool because like one of the coolest mechanics in Dead Cells that has always just felt really great is like busting a door open. There's like a lot of doors in the in yeah. the game. And whenever you like attack a door or roll into it, it explodes and like nearby enemies are like dazed for a second. And the crowbar like increases like the damage and the daze from it. So like it's just... There's, there's some really cool... Yeah, have you seen the Hyperlight uh, weapons? No, but I want it so bad. Have you seen that there's Hyperlight uh, Berserker? What is that? Trailer? A new Hyperlight. Oh, the new Hyperlight Yeah, game. a new it's Hyperlight. Like Finally, you know, like, I did not love the recent Heart uh, Heart Machine game that I played, um, but I forget the name of it. But um, I've been waiting for hi- for more yeah, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, this one looks Dr- cool. I, I, just, I just wanted more Hyperlight. I think Very I just really wanted more Hyperlight Drifter. I always, yeah, the hyper the hyperlight weapon dead cell is really cool. I always um, want to come back to hyperlight. Like it's just like literally one of the best games I feel like I've ever played. I just like I think about it all the time. It, it's that perfect like it's everything I want out of a game where it is like the 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 it, it was it was perfect. Like it's like an eleven out of ten game hyperlight drifter. Like the I still remember the the music is amazing. All the areas look incredible. The gameplay is like unbelievably top notch. Like you just feel badass playing it. You get to that like it, like the game just makes you learn how to play it so right. Like you know the movement is super fun. It's it's an awesome game. I just think about it all the time. I do really want to get that hyper. Is there hyper like clothing? Yeah, because there's there's like there's everyone else has their own like you know. Yeah, there's there's an outfit. Yeah. Uh, in the game, I found so you, I have the risk you... of rain um uh clothing unlocked. Yeah. When with the hyperlight, uh, what what it does is it gives you two weapons. It gives you a sword and a pistol, and the pistol marks it. enemies, and then the sword will do more damage to the marked enemies. So so it actually gives you two weapons at once, not. Yes, it takes up both slots. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's a neat little thing. So so what's your experience so far with um. You you always talk about Dead Cells. I think this is like a perennial perennial game that you return to. Did D- Dead Cells like won your best game not released? I think this. It was this my um 
uh like best supported game or best yeah. ongoing i think uh yeah so i i return to dead cells every time there's um like expansion content i've actually only finished the game completely once uh because once you finish the game you you get to like the new game plus mode which is like it's a higher tier difficulty where they remix the areas with new enemy types um and different features uh and then you know they they make it harder in a couple of different ways but the the higher up in difficulty you go the, also the rarer items you will find and also there are certain blueprints that are only available at those higher levels uh but i spend most of my runs just uh trying to clear areas and bosses that i haven't done before because there are a lot of areas and bosses now like you mentioned i've actually only been to the castlevania area a couple of times now because i've i've just been kind of I've I've taken some of the the blueprints from the Castlevania areas, and I've just been like trying to exercise them in in uh, the main game. Things like the holy water and the cross. Uh, one one thing that I was really happy with was all the music from the from the Castlevania. Oh yeah, the outfits. It's it's really nice presentation too, and it, it's cool to know that you know Konami recently announced that they're working on a new Castlevania, and. It, it, I guess it's kind of cool to see Konami considering video games again after it seemed like they were just going to make pachinko machines or something like that. That's where the money is. I, I hope so. Or, I mean, no, pachinko is it video games or pachinko? Because pachinko, pachinko seems pretty good. Seems like a good way to make money. Yeah, it's a low investment, high, re- high return, you know? That's how they get you. Pachinko is disgusting. You. Whenever I, when I was in Japan and I ever went to the Pachinko, I was always, I was super disappointed because I think as a foreigner, you have this idea that an arcade in Japan is like, that is the king of arc. Like Japan is the arcade culture. So you go to Akihabara and you're like, there's got to be, you know, all these places that are arcades. Like I got to go in, like they got to be fun and like lots of cool stuff. Nope. Like, 99% of them are just pachinko areas. It's insane how much pachinko is in um, Japan. And, that, that like, the total lack of, like, actual what you would think of as an American as an arcade. And then pachinko places are just, like, you know, five floors of people smoking and playing pachinko. It's crazy. It's disgusting. Dang. It's people just smoking indoors and playing pachinko. It's loud. It's not for me. Anyway, that's, that's not. Games? That's what not are, a, what are the other game. games you game? What did I play? I finished Hi-Fi Rush. Wow. Ooh. Uh, awesome. Unbelievably good game. Hi-Fi Rush would have been, like, if if Hi-Fi Rush came out last year, it would have been my first or second game. Whoa. It it, w- it is really really good. Uh, it, it is like maybe one of my favorite action games I've ever played, if not my favorite, because how it it like. It is giving you that feeling of, like, being so good at the game pretty pretty easily. Like, there's so many cool elements to it. But um, uh, having finished the game, uh, I, I've actually had a hard time not just playing it more. Um, because there, there is some post-game stuff. Uh, there, there's some, like, neat stuff from, like, you know, customizable things um, to unlocking all the extra stuff. Um, and um, in while you're playing the game for the first time... Um, 
it's not necessarily Metroidvania, but there's abilities you don't have, so you'll find like doors you can't open and areas fire doors. Yeah, there's fire doors, you know? so so you don't have that ability until later on in the game. So the game certainly rewards you, and then there's also like an end game um, kind of like quest to like go back through the game on New Game Plus. Well, not really new, just replay every level to like find certain things. For I don't know for something I'm not sure but but the the feeling of it is great I I just like there's there's so many things that I really love about Hi-Fi Rush but I would say that like there's this there's this penultimate level right before you fight like the final boss where it is just like one of the greatest video game moments I've ever played it, it's like I rarely have this moment in in, in it, like it it was so you know just like goosebumps kind of like the 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 song that plays is crazy good it just i've been listening to the song non-stop um the how the level works out and like the elements of it are so crazy it just like combines everything all together it is like you know a true like anime ending of like oh this character is going to come back for this moment this character's come back for this everything is like all like firing on all cylinders the music is perfect like everything is perfect you're combining you're at that point in the game where it's like you've gotten all your abilities you feel like super confident you're combining everything together it is like you know it's an awesome feeling it's just a, such a great incredible um uh ending of the game like it, it just all comes together really really well and uh uh, it, it was amazing. Like, I think it took me, um, uh, you know, trying to going through the levels and really like taking my time and, and, and exploring everything and trying to collect everything that I could possibly find on the first try. I, I think it took me 12 hours to finish it. And was this a Steam Deck game for you, by the way? Always Steam Deck. It runs great on Steam Deck, actually. It has a great um, look and, and it runs because, it, it because runs this great. game would be really uh, would feel really bad if to, it, to not like, run well yeah because it's all about like you know timing and the beat and the music and 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 it's a very aesthetically pleasing game but but uh yeah hi-fi rush is like phenomenal it's like amazing it it really is it, it's rare that i think that a game is like trying to do something and then nails it so unbelievably hard it just like nails it so astoundingly hard that that it you know like there's it's hard for me to come up with a complaint i i know like that some of the minor nitpicky kind of things um that that people have said and we've mentioned this before about like you you also talked about how it was a little long in the tooth sometimes uh between fights but for me i just i just like loved the aesthetic of the world i loved the platforming i loved the movement i loved you know going around it kind of brought me back to that like very a lot of, i think that's the, the, for me a lot of hi-fi rush is like new nostalgia where where it like yeah, tricked sure. my brain into that like banjo kazooie-ish like i'm like I just want to go around every corner and every like little uh like of like the cogs or whatever that you're finding like I'm excited about it. every little like secret room you find is very cool um and then I and then just and then just I felt like pacing wise it like it's phenomenal like uh, but there's there's uh ha hearing people like talk about it afterwards like there there is it's it's too bad that the that I think that the opening levels of the game are just very good versus where it gets to which is like incredible you know like I, I think that there there's there is these like there's a lot of like extremely memorable moments that are that are so good that it i, I rarely 
it, it is so infrequently that I would ever finish a game. And I think for both of us, like, this is very infrequent that you finish a game and then you're like, you know, credits have rolled and they're saying that, you know, like, most games dangle, like, a little carrot of, like, hey, you could play it yeah. again for, like, a minor thing. But there's very few times that I would just be like, no, I got credits. I'm not going to do this again. Um, but but I, I went right back in. Like, I just had to immediately start playing it again. And uh, I, I, I just, I really love this game. I can't say For me, one game that I did that with was Resident Evil 8, where as soon as I finished the game, it's like, well, I got to take this rocket launch. I got to go back in with a rocket launch. Resident Evil is, like, designed for that, though. I I, I love the way that... I'll never get over the way that Resident Evil handles their new game pluses, and it's usually that... they're so funny. The first game... The first run is, like, you are unaware of everything so you're getting jump scared the you know everything feels tense you you're you're not sure of what to do you're you're scrapping by on like the ammo and the green herbs and stuff that you have um and then by the second run they're just like do you want to start unlocking like rocket launchers and just being stupid just going to have like a machine gun or a katana and you could slow down time yeah just you're you're not gonna like you don't you like stop you cease to feel like you the first run is like the the you know los ganados or whatever are the scary thing and then in run two like leon kennedy he is the scary thing now you are like a time wizard a floating shotgun rocket launcher man with infinite ammo at some point like i remember like i played so much resident Evil 4 that i had like infinite ammo for all the guns so you just have like just absurd stupid damage like nothing is like you know possibly able to stop you and it just gets to like hilarious at some point resident evil has always done a phenomenal job with that yeah speaking of insane power levels i jumped back into fortnite uh to check out their new season uh so their new season has a very like cyberpunky style to it. Uh, and also for whatever reason, now it's attack on Titan collab time. Uh, so they added a skin for Aaron Yeager, but, but more broadly, they also added ODM gear. So you could just like ODM your way around the map. I wonder if there's any it. games that have more collabs than Fortnite. I feel like, uh, am, am, am I correct in saying that that's probably, at the, the very of, top, right? Yeah, it's got to be like the king of collabs. They get they get the collaborations that you would never imagine anybody like anybody being able to do, right? Like yeah. like you you've got like Master Chief is in there. He's in the mix. You've got Naruto in there. Name another. They have a Goku, right? Uh, like, Lord yeah, Vader. Goku's in there. Yeah, and and when you all these and the Avengers stuff, like the had, Avengers, um, Thor's in it, right? Thanos the Hulk and stuff. Yeah, at one point when Avengers, can you become thing, the Hulk? You could, you could get the Infinity Gauntlet and just like when you got the Infinity Gauntlet, it turned you into Thanos, and then you were like a god, and multiple players had to work together in solos to try to take you out. Uh, this is a pretty exciting season. Mirroring I know that it's funny to say like Fortnite is exciting, but Fortnite. Like, if you like Fortnite, you are paid in dividends because they are always adding so much new stuff that actually feels new and interesting. I think my favorite addition to this season is a katana that has, like, charges on it where, like, the regular is, like, a slash that knocks people back, but the alt fire is a charged teleport dash uh, that gives you, like, a lot of traversal power the, the thing that is weird about being like a Fairweather Fortnite fan and like coming back to it every once in a while 
is that every time you do, there's like, okay, so now people have the ability to get around the map this way, or now there's like motorcycles and like that changes it, or now the map is completely different. And, and like, that is kind of hard to keep up with. Uh, I do. Uh, is there I one do map? Play, there's one map. I mean, so that is important to like, note. like there is one core map, uh, but there's also um, when you enter Fortnite, if you've never seen it before, like it used to just be you go to Fortnite and you choose like I'm playing solos, I'm playing duos go. But now they've made it like a platform uh, where there's all of these curated playlists from Epic, but also people can create their own game modes, uh, create their own maps and things like that. And they sort of facilitate you like just going into it and either creating something or like hopping into a custom match with others. They make it very easy. It feels very um, old school in that way where I, I don't know if you were playing PC games around the time that like Team Fortress or like CS 1.6 was a thing, but it's like you would load into the game and then you would choose like a server and different servers had different like rules or like permutations. Like there were uh, Counter-Strike servers that used Warcraft mods where you would go into a Counter-Strike server and you'd choose like a race and a class and, and, and like it was like a totally different thing. So you'd find like your favorite servers and it was a lot different from just like jumping into matchmaking. And, and Fortnite has sort of created the infrastructure for both of these to be viable. Where if you just like want to jump in and play like the game the way that Epic intended it, that's an option. But also, if like you want very specific rules or you like this modded version, uh, then that's also an option. And so it's interesting that they've they've sort of taken the most one of the most popular games uh, in the West at this point, right? Like maybe the most popular game in the West, and really made it. Uh, this free form kind of thing where they're not being like darlings and, and precious about it, where they're letting people play it the way that they want to play it. I, I think that there's something admirable about that. I mean, you know, people can say what they will about Fortnite, but they really do take good care of this game. They update it in a lot of ways. Like they're, they recently updated the engine. It looks gorgeous in motion. It's such a good looking game uh, that I think a lot of people talk shit on just because it's like so... It's like such a popular game, and it it's, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's I feel like a lot of things are just like it's unpopular, and it also has a, a um, very younger fan base, right? And it has an aesthetic that like is goofy, you know, like a lot of it like looks. Well, it, it almost has like it, it, it's it, it almost has a nothing aesthetic, like it it has because it's it, too it has much. A, it has a very um, well at at this point, it's like everything is just clashing, but um, but even from the beginning, it's like the aesthetic was like acid flip aesthetic like it doesn't really look like any it looks like it has like you know the characters are like generic assets and like in like a you know epic engine or something like that which is interesting when you consider now that fortnite has become this sort of thing that other things are ripping off the aesthetic of fortnite where they can right like uh the loot pinatas and things like that or like the chests and things that that fortnite created that other games have just like completely repurposed kind of funny uh, so yeah, uh, not the not the best battle royale that I've been playing, but definitely, uh, you know, I, I think royale. Fortnite is worth checking out. It is 
it's it's kind of just pure fun like it is it is cool to just like hop into that game and and play some matches it's like it's exciting it, the the fact that you could go in there and solos like primarily i've been playing apex legends which i'll get to but fortnite really is just like you drop in like it is so it puts you on the ground so fast compared to a lot of other battle royale uh which i think is admirable but i've also been playing a lot of apex legends like a lot, a lot, like more Apex, like maybe the most, like the highest density of Apex Legends that I've been playing since season one. Oh, I don't know if that's uh, true. I feel like we played, a, I, I remember playing nonstop Apex when it was like, you know, season one, King's I'm Canyon or whatever. Apex. Uh, so Apex recently had a new season, which was, it was the first time since Apex Legends came out that they didn't release a character. Instead, what they did is they retooled every character in the game, uh, not just by touching up their abilities, but also by sorting the characters into new classes, where now there, there are like five types of classes where some characters will be like skirmishers, assault classes, uh, controller classes, support classes, and tracker classes. And they each have like these large abilities um, that really changed the game. So, for example, the tracker class has access to these consoles that when you activate it, it tells you where every other player on the map is. The drawback of that is that they also know that that console was hit. So they know where you are, and you know where all of them are. Uh, so so that, that really changes things. Uh, there's the assault class has access to these uh, smart loot weapon caches, that give you gear depending on what you're currently carrying. So if you're carrying like a shotgun and an assault rifle, it'll give you like a shotgun bolt. It'll give you like sights for an assault rifle, things like that, which is nice because I, I feel like they've created a system where they're encouraging you to play a like a like a team that has like a diverse spread of abilities, but they're also not punishing you if you don't want to do that. You don't have to choose, like, you can have three trackers. And the, the detriment of that is just going to be that you're not getting access to those other larger abilities. But the thing that I like about this is that they're, they're, it, it streamlines the game in some interesting ways where it, it's essentially allowing more action to happen, right? Like, you finding out where other players are and them finding out where you are is going to allow you to rotate in a, in a meaningful way where you can like see where teams are and you can say, okay, I predict that these two teams are going to converge based on where they are. And I'm going to go get involved. Or you could open a support uh, an assault bin and say, okay, I am getting kitted much faster so I can start moving towards the center of the ring because I don't have to spend as much time looting. So the idea of creating a more balanced squad is essentially just giving you the tools you need uh, to get involved in combat the way that you want. And I think that that's a pretty smart change. Glad to hear it. So there are a couple of issues that I have with the game. So the, the main issue I have with the is game is... Is there still is, that problem with the controllers? With the, uh, um, Do you mean like playing on a controller? Yeah, I remember um, when you just came back to it recently, there was this issue where controllers... Uh, if you play with a controller, you have additional aim assist, and the game is, very, is a very tracking-heavy game. So... Um, for there, there's a long period of time probably between you being like incredibly good 
where it would just be more efficient to play with controller. You know, like if you're playing mouse and keyboard, you obviously have like more control. And if you are unbelievably good and like sniping and headshotting, then then yeah, like obviously that's the way to go. When I, but... when I first came back uh, to the game, it felt really awkward and weird where it felt like I can't aim, therefore I, I think that- I have no I first... gun and therefore I can't aim. It was this kind of thing where maybe I'd come back to the game and I was looking for an excuse as to why I was performing bad. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm on mouse and keyboard and I've heard a lot of people, you know, saying that controllers are good. But I've looked into it more and it feels like pros are pretty split on it. Like I would say that like maybe 50-50 pros are using controller versus using mouse and keyboard, which isn't too unlike a fighting game, right? Yeah, sure. It. It is a little different when you consider like that it's aim not assist. Yeah. When it's like, oh, the, the the you know, the way that like aiming works, but I've also tried playing the game on controller. But obviously it's it's it is like a game easier. that that rewards that a little bit more because it is so tracking. Like I my tracking skills are very poor, so I feel like if I was gonna pick it up, maybe I would wanna play with controller just to, to like... give it a shot. I mean, see what that feels like. So another thing that they've added is they've added a team deathmatch mode. Uh, and they've added a gun game mode. And those are always active where there's like a rotating playlist called mixtape that rotates between uh, gun game, control, and team deathmatch. Control? Are you talking about Destiny? Control the zones. You know, like... Guardian, control my zones. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so so these game modes are, are helpful in just like practicing your shooting, which is something that I've always wanted. It's just like, I want to jump into the game and I want to shoot at people and I don't really want to worry about like playing like as part of like a larger team or like thinking a lot because like apex is like one part shooting one part movement and one part like decision making and and it does feel like if you're five parts even if you're even if you're like on your game with shooting like if your decision making is poor, then you're probably not gonna like last very long, and you're probably not gonna have a good time. Sure, I mean, but nothing. Sometimes... I, I think often when you get to these kind of like, I, I find this very frequently with with video games, and that is like, oh, this thing, this character is broken. Like, you know, even like when it comes to like Happy Chaos or something, where like it's so strong, obviously, in in, in Guilty Gear. But then my next thought is always just like, okay, then you do it. Like if it's, if it's so strong, then like and and anyone can can win a tournament with happy chaos and yeah. you, you then you do it like you you want to win evo with, go win, win evo with with happy chaos like it's not happening across the board you can't say then they, like even like tournament results don't show it like you know they're, yeah. they're happy chaos is the most but it, it's a i mean it's a similar thing it's like it's you find and, and uh, with regards to like playing on controller you mean yeah like I, yeah. It, it, i'm just talking about like in general like like i see that a lot with like every game i'm playing right now is like you snap the same kind of thing of just like oh this this deck is busted and it's like there there's truth there, there, there's there's more truth to it than false than than falsehood but it's a similar thing of like okay so then if like it like you yeah, know and it, i want to get to that I, I i definitely want to have that discussion uh and and we'll get to that because i'm sure we'll have a snap segment uh snap judgment but yeah when it comes to controller i will say that like you feel the aim assist it's undeniable you do feel it uh but it's awkward in other ways like it's it is you lose control it's harder to find your target. Like, it's harder to snap to your target. Oh, well, you know well because I mean. it lacks, you lack that initial velocity, right? Like, with a with a um, mouse and keyboard, you can, like, 360 spin, like, really fast over to someone and then 
fail to you know track but with a a um controller you have to like slowly scroll to them yeah and you now like you're tracking to them. them yeah yeah sure um i i controller does feel fun though like it it feels like a different game on controller it reminds me of destiny because remember when we started playing destiny on ps4 uh there was no option for mouse and keyboard. Like you just, you had to play on controller. And I feel like we got pretty good. No, we were very good. I mean, we were getting to the lighthouse every week. And like, I I feel like that was just one of those things that like people were not doing at a, on, on large scale. You can, you can be good. I I, I don't mean to like, you you can be good with a controller. Like you can still aim at heads and like track well. But I totally understand of like it, it, there is this weird thing of like you, you make these considerations about like, Oh, you know, it's easier to play fighting games on a on a hitbox or something, right? Like that was also if you're not kind playing on a hitbox, you're not competitive, right? But you see people getting to high level with controllers too, right? So, so what are you trying to say? Well, like, well I, controller I like actually is considered controller is probably considered the literal best for for fighting games. That it it does what a lot of the things that hitbox does, and it's interesting because there's this whole other argument of like. There was no way to like deal with a lot of the problems that Hitbox might bring up in the future because controllers do it anyway. Controllers have this like built-in, I forget the the exact terminology for it, but it's like a directional um, offset where where the controller allows you to put in multiple directions at once. So the game has yeah. to like figure out because you have a D-pad and two sticks, so you can always like do. Uh, you were always able to do some cheap shit on controller like hold back on a d-pad and then like tap forward with like you know right stick or, or like something like that where you're you are instantly able to like on one frame do a sonic boom and then let go of it and then be holding back with the other pad so that like yeah it if goes you're a back psycho, resets you can do the original that. direction i'm sure people get good at it i have to imagine that would give you some cramps after a while yeah i'm thinking about apex is great though i'm i'm yeah. i'm loving it i i think you should try it um, I could understand why you wouldn't. I barely get any time to play video games anymore with my. The, the, there's like. Yeah, what I, is I, up I, with that? Well, I'm on a. I'm you on. You gotta a get new, one of those fake jobs. Yeah, I'm on a new schedule where um, it's like more of like a normal human schedule where where I I used to be on this this you know alternating twelve day a twelve hour schedule where the the best way to explain it was like I was off two days. I would work two days, then I was off three days, right? So fantastic. Then the next week, I work the two days that I was off. I'm off the two days that I worked, and then I work the three days I was on. So it was, a bi- it was like a bi-weekly rotating schedule where it was 12-hour shifts, and yeah. I had, you know, like an hour commute both ways. And it was it was nice because so, actually... So you say that you're on a normal person schedule. I would argue that you're not. You're on a Long Islander schedule, which uh, yeah, is so... you commute over an hour each way. Which is for a five not day. normal, by the way. That's not like a thing that normal people do. Yeah, so it's my a thing current Long Islanders do because Long Islanders all hate themselves. Yeah, my current schedule is um, five fifteen to two a.m. and uh, so uh, th- that timing it means that I have to go through like an hour forty five of traffic on the way there to Brooklyn, and then on the way back it's like you know a much easier fifty minute or so drive. But because of it, it's like the benefit is that I get a little bit more like, you know, wind down time to myself versus the 12 hour schedule where I'd basically just like come home, like, you know, jump in the shower, jump in bed, try and get to sleep, wake up, 
immediately jump in the car and drive um, and have, like, no second to myself for two or three days. Um, and with this new schedule, it's like I do have a little time to myself, but because of it, it's like I'm doing a lot more commuting and that I'm not getting to, like, play it's it play video games also like you know it's just like our friend group has been busier recently um so i haven't been able to like play these games that i that i like a lot so it, it is hard to think about apex right now because if i'm off it's like i would want to play fighting games in valorant before that um because i just i just like still love valorant a lot speaking of valorant they they not a lot to say on it but there's a new character gecko um he's like mildly interesting he the the des- I don't know who this design is for. Yeah, like, I feel like there's never a lot to say on Valorant, unfortunately. Who right? like it just who feels like they're exactly is this is a, the the way that Gecko kind of looks to me is like if if you were mocking like Gen Z or something like it it, it looks like you're like in t- it looks like I, I I don't know there 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 has you to be you don't get some... it because you're not from California if right there has to be someone who is like. In, in love with his design but like the 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 way that that, that ryan galloway has always described it as like fuck boy and and he's like a you know like he's an american who it, like has this like bright green hair short shaved head and uh just like so much dangly shit and like neon like virus on him and his whole thing is he's like kind of like a pokemon trainer-ish kind of thing so his his kit is both like mildly interesting, but more like I you said this, and like I cannot disagree with this, and that is like, wow, I'm surprised that uh that you know they're already running out of ideas because his kit is like literally if if you get reductive about it, it's a uh, a molly, a flash, a um a weird like a concussion um thing, but it pl- it's like a plants the spike too, and a um like a uh killjoy a a killjoy alt um that is portable uh that is like an an enemy uh but the the thing that i guess makes him a little bit special out of all that is that he doesn't have they are creatures that he has um that he's using these abilities and he can use them multiple times even the alt he can actually use multiple times in one round but he has to go over and pick them up again so after he fires like the you know the the flash or fires the ult or something, um, after it drops and it's this like kind of like orb that you get back. So it is kind of like interesting and u- unique in that his powers are a lot stronger if you explode onto a site and like use all of them at once and then are able to get them back up to like secure the site and then reuse them again. Um, yeah, you can reuse all of them except the Molly, I think. Except the Molly, yeah, the Molly is the only one that doesn't. Um, and it's like I think it's one of the strongest mollies in the game. It's it's not only is it a powerful molly, but it's it, big. It's very big. It's very strong. And then the final, um, there's a, there's a the final pulse of the molly does this like detonation where it does extra damage. So like it, it does a lot of damage at once if like the enemy can't get out of it. Um, uh, so it, it's very strong. Um, the the flash works slightly differently than we've had a flash before. It kind of like. It's just like little the creature you throw out and it like floats for a little bit in a bubble and it can like bounce off walls. But you can also like float it over um, yeah. uh, 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 walls and float it over areas. And I'm sure there's a lot of like air terrain in, in Valorant that I can think of being unique working around this. Like, for example, um, there's Pearl has this uh, there's in the art area. There's a window 
that enemies that are in the attacker spawn can can do stuff like jets will be able to do, to um jump into the air and like attack people in the the art area and i feel like for him you could have a team that's attacking from the mid and then he throws the creature through the the wall and then the the creature can blind people yeah. so there's there's some cool stuff but but i but it is like hard not to be reductive about it and be like how it's too easy to to take his kit and just be like molly flash kj alt and concussion like right there like i just did it like and and and, and you're not really like I, I i don't feel like he's doing anything where you're like whoa the game needed this you know like there's something unique about it the Har- harbor was a recent champ where all of his abilities for the most part are doing something a little bit yeah, special they're cool. that, that that hasn't we haven't seen yet and he is like you know he's he's doing different takes on pre- previous moves and it's like i haven't i don't feel like we've seen enough and and i do agree with you in that like you valorant is not moving and it's it's kind of weird because like apex had this season where they didn't release a character right and then there was these massive overhauls and they put all the like they did yeah, all this and i mean look, look at even like I, I it's not maybe it's it's weird to compare valorant to fortnite but they're these are companies of similar size right like you have to imagine that may, maybe they're not i don't know but epic and riot are pretty big companies i would have to imagine that they're 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 at least of comparable talent right like you would imagine that they would be able to output something of the same degree as a as a Fortnite update but it remains to be seen for valorant i was talking about whatever respawn or whatever it is that does yeah apex and respawn who's like but you know they're but it's it's really weird that like like when, when i think when a lot of other companies do that we're taking the month off to do big things they do bigger things but like i remember there was a update a while back that was like hey we're taking the month off but there's going to be you're going to see you know big things because of we're going to be able to get out in the production pipeline and the the only thing it was like funny because the 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 actual like patch notes that came out were something where it's like oh we fixed um like a bug with jet Q or something. And that was pretty much it. And it was like, wait, hold on. So then we were expecting like, you know, the next month is going to be huge. And it's going to be all these changes at once. Like I'm wait, I am waiting for like them to do more like big stuff of like, Hey, we put in like, I, I don't know if even know if it would be like a new gun or something, but it's like, we did a balance pass on everyone again. Like we're, we're relooking at the game, like everything, everyone got a balance pass and it's going to shake things up. And I'm, I also feel like we're at the point where, I would be ready for that and like actual like maybe picks bands in like not maybe not in unrated but but out, out elsewhere because I think that that alone would be would start to be like we're we we're seeing more overlap in kits. I don't think that we're at a point anymore where it would be like oh they took away omens so there's literally no way to play this map or something. So it does feel like we could get to the point where it would be interesting to see how people would pick around characters and that that alone would create an artificial diversity. Um, in, in, in character pool picks that like you have to, but, uh, but yeah, we're not, we're not seeing it. So like, it, you know, it's an, it's a, it's like a character dropped and, um, it's like a semi-interesting thing, but, but I, I would like to see, I'm still waiting to see more, um, from Valorant and we, we're still like lacking some of the, the, um, out of game things that I, I really am confused why we don't have like, you know, any statistics, like any, like the the game surfacing any statistics it's really weird that we don't have that kind of stuff or like replays um that's the kind of stuff that yeah. you think that they would take time off and then you'd get that it really feels 
for such a massive game and and it must be like it has great viewership like i feel like a lot of people play it a lot of people talk about it stream it watch it it's probably the worst supported game of this size that I could think of. Yeah, I think it reminds me like I've been playing Guilty Gear a lot too, and it like falls in that same because Bedman was recently um, uh, there's a Bedman trailer, but it's just really wild because Guilty Gear like I I guess Arxis probably has their their like you know attention diverted all over the place these days, but it's like Guilty Gear is Arxis right, and like I know that they do all these side projects and that there's probably like tons of things that they're working on that I don't know about like a Fortnite fighting game or something um but like there's there's there it's just really weird to have Guilty Gear be supported so poorly and in, in a lot of cases like it's it's been like I think it's been like 3 months largely without an update and like we're waiting for like Bedman is going to be like end of the month or something and um, the last character that released was in, like, I think the beginning of December or the end of November or something. So, like, it has been a really long time since there's been really anything. And, like, I don't know, Bedman was not it for me. Like, that was not a character that yeah. I was particularly excited about. Um, and it's also weird because I think that it's one of those things where where we'll, we'll have to see how it shakes out. But he's not at all, like, and this is common um, for Strive to, like, take characters but in a lot of cases they were taking characters and then trying to um get the feeling of the character and i think the feeling of bedman was that he had this this mechanic called deja vu where any of his abilities he could re rewind and replay it so like just a dumb example would be like oh you throw out a hadouken or something and then on the ground there would be like this rewind thing where uh uh you could he could rewind and then re deja vu like replay the exact same ability over again and the enemy could interact with that and then they could attack the rewinds to, to to turn off that deja vu but like so that was his thing and like having an eight-way dash and like i think like they didn't take that at all and he's also very visually from the trailer i'd say that like he's a very visually um like there's just a lot going on with that character and then um be, uh, uh the old care i forget his name but the old like bedman is not there but his younger sister delilah is and she's like weirdly it's a really weird choice but she's in the foreground so she she doesn't do anything but she like runs her as far as i can tell from the initial trailer she doesn't do anything but she like runs around in the foreground so you can think of how confusing it would be to firstly have a character that is got like tons of bells and whistles and is insane like this massive gyrating bed mechanical monster that that like grows limbs and turns into all these different shapes and forms that you're like you as the player are going to have to deal with like probably lots of hard mix-ups and overheads and jumps and 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 faints and all this kind of stuff and then meanwhile there's a character there's this girl who's running around in the foreground in front of this character that is like very animated so she's like reacting to everything and she's like you know, freaking out and getting upset and like waving her <laughs> arms and stuff. And it's like, but why? That's just a feature. That's like bizarre to me. Like there's, there's fighting games that do this kind of stuff. Like I've definitely remember there's a lot of fighting games that do this kind of stuff where they add like characters in the background that maybe like move around and like follow the character. I, I don't remember if like, I know Slayer usually has his like girlfriend or whatever in the background. I don't remember. I think she might follow slowly, but like, it's really weird to just have this character be in the, in the foreground, like kind of obscuring it. 
and it's like already a messy looking character but it's just weird like they 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 recently had a thing where they're like and they announced um oh we're finally working on more colors and it's just wild to me that like they're finally doing that and it was that they're releasing like just three new colors for every character and they're not good looking colors i think they're really not that good looking the the, the colors are all the same and they're different variations yeah. on this like white black like like mostly white with black trim and then the thing that very that is the variation on the color is like this neon pink neon green neon orange trim so like they kind of all look the same with this like different like little splashes of these like neon these three neon color trims and it's just really not what i'm looking for it's just really weird because you 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 look at like the whole purpose of having 3d characters has been that you can give them different skins and even if you're not giving them different skins like you look at what what modders do like you can i i i don't do this stuff so like so i i mean maybe a grain of salt but from what i hear from modders you can just color swap and palette swap for like it doesn't take any work. It, it's it's something you could do immediately. Like it, they, I feel like you could they could almost just hire a modder for like you know intern level money. Just like yeah, can you just like mod yeah. changes so that the characters look slightly different, and that would be you enough. Put, like you could put Tim's on Nagoriyuki. You could put Tim's on. They could the modders could put Tim's on Nagoriyuki. So like the world is their oyster, and all I, I like I'm not even asking for the world. I'm not even asking for tims on zato officially i'm just asking for like more than 11 colors like it, it's gotten to the point we've been playing the game for i think like four years or some insane shit now and and like we're finally going to get the first drop of colors and they're three different variations on the same color and it's going to come out like next month and it's like that's just that's just really weird it's in the same i just bring it up as like the same vein of just like whoa too little too late that is weird to yeah, me yeah i mean they're a much smaller company than than riot but Th- yeah, that are like do, they are a smaller company but you but then you look at other game you look at other small there's like french bread and french bread like releases new colors and new characters way faster than this new updates and the, and the, the crazier thing is that that's those are pixel art characters so so when french bread does it like it is a lot more effort um, there is, and then like, and then Capcom is a larger company or what? I, I, I don't even know if Capcom is a larger company half the time. Cause they're like half the time they're going bankrupt and they release like straight up new skins all the time for, for, and it, it, most of the, 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 the character I was, we, I was recently playing street fighter five again. And most characters have like five different straight up skins. And then on top of that, it'll be like 20 different colors. It's insane. It's a, there's so much customization for 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 that kind of game, and it's just weird to like go to the other games and be like, what? It just it's 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 weird to be a fan of it's hard it's it's rough to be a fan of Valorant and Guilty Gear at the same time, and then just just always be wondering what are they doing behind the scenes? It just feels like it just feels like they're not doing enough for how big these companies like you know are, whatever. Yeah, the, the Snap Zone. Bringing it back to Snap Judgments. You want to talk to Marvel? You want to talk about Marvel Snap? A uh, new season started. A season that is aesthetically cool to me because it is uh, X Men. It, it's I I don't know why X Men is cur- currently like coming back into like the the public zeitgeist. There was an SNL sketch this week. Uh, Jenna Ortega was hosting that was X Men themed. Yeah, there was Rogue and Professor Xavier, like. That's weird. Yeah, really weird. Um, I don't know. Is there, is there like I, the only thing I can ever think of is that it just reminds me of like backroom deals, the, uh, uh, not shady backroom deals, but like Disney backroom deals where um, when Marvel vs. Capcom 
3 was coming out, there was all these characters that no one outside of big Marvel fans would know. Like, um, you definitely wouldn't know Dormammu. Um, like, there's a lot of characters like that that were that were uh, in that game, like Rocket Raccoon or something, that was like, that's a weird choice. But it ended up being that they were all characters that were coming to recent Marvel. Except for, you know, like, I guess maybe Deadpool. But but they're all characters that were coming to recent Marvel movies. Um, so I wonder you if mean it's like... Deadpool. Deadpool has a movie. Deadpool has his movie, but it wasn't before. It was prior to that. But any... Or, or maybe it was after that. But, um, uh, yeah, so, so like, all those characters got... Um, Got, uh, uh, were were initially weird picks, but eventually were like you know it's like um kind of laying the ground the framework for making maybe some more people familiar with these characters before movies dropped, and maybe there's something of that going on of of maybe there's like because I know Disney has the X Men right so so I think we're like we we should be move and and they're finally putting X Men in Marvel movies again so maybe we're moving and towards... they're putting a they're making a new series X Men ninety seven which is a uh... A sort of like continuation of the animated series uh, from the '90s. Yeah, because I mean, like the other, a lot of the other um, seasons did correspond to something going on at the time. I know Jane Foster released around the time that uh, Thor: Love and Thunder came out. Um, uh, Black uh, Panther Modoc, season of course, with Black was Panther. Quantumania. Quant- Quantumania with the Quantumania movie. Yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, Rimrod's thing is that he is a five, five when he is destroyed, he creates copies at the other locations. Um, yeah. So he is a time, he is a sentinel, uh, that can move between timelines. So that's kind of his the name uh, is weird, right? Story justification. Nimrod. Um, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I, I, I like the season pass. I like the aesthetic. I, I love that Dan hip art is front and center for the like uh, season pass final tier reward for for uh nimrod and uh there's really good sentinel variant um we haven't talked about it much but but i i've gotten uh uh infinite in three seasons now which is it's been exciting um uh being up there it's always like cool to do stuff like that and to also feel like uh uh i get to like see some content creators and fight some content creators sometimes um uh, we fought I, i fought jeff hoogland one time um uh his name was jeff hoogland and like the thing was like as weird or something like that on the bottom but um oh that's not him then oh the, uh, he uses yeah. uh this matchmaking sucks oh, okay i i think i i thought i did i thought i and then a couple other people that i'm trying to think of but i think i fought drew barry one time but um uh it, it's it, it's cool it, it's been it's been cool doing that um and i was also happy because this season they changed it so that there's five times rewards to getting to the new tier and in the previous seasons it kind of stressed me out a lot because the first the first season that i did it i was like not expecting it so it was exciting to do it and then the second season it was more stressful of like well i did it last season so like I got to now, right? Like I, like I, and now it's more of like a, it's like, it's like a little bit less of a, of an exciting new thing and a little bit more of like a, I, 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 my part of my brain expects it. So then like in that season, I was just in like the second season that I was in the, um, the Quantumania season, um, I was just grinding nonstop and like, I was just going up and down and up and down. And like, it just felt like I was barely, getting anywhere for the amount of games I was playing. And then this season, it was insane. Like, it was, like, five days after the drop, I was able to get to, to Infinite. It was, like, very early um, just because of the changes. And because and it also, I think it helps a lot when um, the 
the meta is in a bad place almost. The, the more like static the meta is, the better room that I think you have to make like very good judgments about whether you're going to win or not because yeah like, the 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 current meta it is very easy to predict the outcome it, it, it's interesting uh considering balance wise how when there are a couple of decks that are top tier it's actually you're not getting big wins with those decks you're winning a cube or you know you're winning a cube or two every game uh, so, so that is interesting, right? Because essentially like, you know, exactly what everyone's capable of because people aren't surprising you with their plays. Uh, you know, we've talked about the snap mechanic before, but as a reminder, uh, when you think you're in an advantageous position in a game, you could snap, which will up the stakes of the game. It'll make it, uh, it'll essentially double the value that the game has. So if you're playing a deck that everybody is familiar with, then they know your capabilities and they can just leave for a cube. And it's it's actually it, it's weird, right? Because it makes it so so that like the game sort of has its own regulating form of balance. Yeah, the idea, I guess like the, the good idea behind that would be that the more surprising you are, the more ways you can kind of like shove things into the deck that don't play by the rules or do something different or unexpected the harder it would be for your opponent to understand what you have and like the more cubes you could possibly win out of it versus the more that you're just like, oh, they're using like the literal net deck that everyone is they're playing right now. Me. Yeah. That you, you can literally the, the like yep. it gets to the point where you can literally just be like, okay, I've seen their this. They haven't pulled their Devo Di Devil Dino out yet. I haven't seen their Leech yet. It's turn five. Lockjaw's out. I'm probably getting Leech this turn. Like you can just like, you know, read their hand half the time. Um and uh, that is 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 not good. I, I think it was interesting because the first season that I got Infinite was the Zabu Surfer season, and it, and like that was like you know considered to probably be like one of the worst seasons. It was um, at, my least favorite at the, season at the time. But there was something nice about how um, like for Zabu and Surfer, more especially more so on Surfer, you could really like exactly math out where it was going. And know that like oh I I feel like I'm in it to win it or or like no I know what they're gonna do because like they're not surprising you with their last Sarah turn four or five and then like you know that they got three three drops they're dropping where's the um uh brood lane where are and we everything. dropping right yeah where are we dropping we're dropping in blood gulch um but the, uh so it, it is it's like a kind of an interesting thing like i think that the more the, the, this quantum mania for like half the season i think was really all over the place and i think it was really hard to rank up because you just didn't really have a good idea what i didn't have a good idea what people were playing so there's a lot of times I think that's good right it, it is good, good and it, it is good but it's like that it's harder to i mean like that's the 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 like if you if you're if you're going for like literally ranking i think in a lot of cases like if you're just gonna like try and boil it down or just try and like rank as quickly as possible, it's nice when the meta is subdued. But um, but it is more exciting overall for the game when things are less static or like more dynamic and everything. The, and my my issue with the game right now is that um, the best decks don't care about what you're doing, right? Like it, it's an issue. When the strong decks like Thanos and like Shuri are like, I, I don't have to think about what you're capable of 
because in the case of Thanos, they could just mute you with Leech. Or in the case of Shuri, they can just drop 40 power on the last turn in a way that's like, it, it can't be interacted with in a lot of significant ways to where they don't have to think about what you're doing. And I think that those are that that's why this season feels problematic in the same way that I did have an issue uh, with Z the Zabu season because Spider-Man absorbing man, it's not going to win them a lot of cubes, but it's going to prevent it just feels you. Terrible. Yeah, it, it's it just I want to play my deck. I, I want there to be a situation where it's like, oh, we're seeing a lot of this really powerful ongoing card. So I'm going to tech rogue into my deck where, and it's something that they don't regularly see. So I'm going to get cubes off of these players, but with the strong decks right now, there's not really answers to what they're doing. Like you could make like a clever guess with like dropping a Cosmo for the Shuri or, you know, you could run Killmonger for Thanos, but that doesn't matter when they're just like, I play Thanos and then I play a bunch of free stones and a devil dino pops out and then I move him to another lane and then I get like a Thanos out for free. And, and you, you know, like things like that, they don't feel like very interactive. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of like weird, almost like systemic problems with it that is like hard to diagnose of like, I, I mean, like I, there's a lot of like the Thanos issue is like very multi-pronged where there's like an issue with like how Thanos interacts with Quinjet, how Thanos and Quinjet interact with like Lockjaw where uh, how, how Leech interacts with Lockjaw. Like the, there, there, it's like, there's all these things connecting to it. And, and there's it's all weird these, because like, in and of themselves, like you think about Quinjet and you're like, Quinjet should not be changed because it works really nicely with Maria Hill. Uh, Thanos, like Thanos is fine uh, because you have to play out all the stones and it's hard to play out five of them to turn Thanos on or, you know, something like that. But it's the mixture of all of these things in one deck. Yeah, like that, Leech, that are, Leech so itself it's, is, it's is so really interesting. Leech is really important to the overall, like in a vacuum, Leech is so Leech important. Leech is a bad card. Yeah. Like by it, itself. It used to be like, it, it, it's it's such a bad gambly card because you're giving up like and it's the whole idea of it being like you're giving up insane tempo like the the concept of leech is that it's uh, i've heard some really good changes to leech actually um so so what leech does is he's a five three which is a horribly statted card um and it's like you, your penultimate turn um a, a pretty a not so like insane average for power of a five mana card would be like eight um, there's some that are more or less depending on what they do, but, but the fact that Leech is a five, three means that like, you're almost always dropping priority and you're, you might have like possibly lost the game. I feel like when, when Leech usually, most of the time when Leech gets played out raw onto the board, um, for most decks prior to this, I usually felt pretty good because I did something so much better on turn five that like the enemy is really hoping that my turn six was screwed up. And sometimes it wasn't screwed up enough that my turn five play makes up for it. And they did so little on turn five, a five, three that like is not doing anything after it comes out. So that was fine. But, but now the fact that like the big issue is like leech, just like popping out of lockjaw and leeching on turn three when it's like, well, you know, like I, what do you want me to do? Like I, I, any counterplay that I could have done is like out the window because now all my cards are dead in my hand and then the alternate is like 
you know, the other bad feeling is like Leech getting thrown into Lockjaw. So you Leech their hand for five mana and out pops, you know, like a 17 Devil Dino or out pops a 21 Thanos or a 20 infinite or something and it's like okay so for five mana they got 20 power and they leech my hand and i now there's no shang chi there's no counterplay to that like there's nothing to do so yeah like obviously it's all these like weird things at once that are that are a big issue like obviously the quinjet making the stones for free is a huge issue um it is it is hard because uh like i feel like i'm finally with, with like for suddenly i am seeing a lot less thanos and i'm not entirely sure why like i've been I playing know why are you the, are you joking it's because once you're a high, like are you playing the, thanos there like i'm not because i'm playing the rock exactly. but, I, but i am fighting a lot of thanos and and i'm fighting seeing i'm seeing like i'm seeing less than i saw originally and, well, and maybe, yeah, that's maybe some some of that is people, like people in infinite dropping him or whatever, but yeah, but the ones that I fight, I'm still doing. To... I'm doing like incredibly well against, and I'm like no longer feeling yeah, like I'm that deck. Out, I'm fighting a lot of Thanos, not as much as the first week. Most of the people, so I don't know how the matchmaking works in this game necessarily, but I pretty much only fight infinite players. Like it's very rare that I'm fighting someone who doesn't have like a title from or a card back from the last time. I'm fighting content creators. I've fought Day9. I've fought uh, Binks. I've fought like KK Sparkles, a couple of other ones. Uh, but I've never hit Infinite. Um, I don't play a lot, but I would like to hit it. At some, like, it would be kind of cool to hit it this season just because yeah. I like X-Men. And this is a good season for back. it, too, just with the to change. I think it's but, a lot more obtainable. But I don't want to play Thanos. And, and part of it is just that, like, I... In, in every game that I play, including card games, including fighting games, I don't like to play the most popular thing. I don't, I don't know exactly why, but like in every game that I've played, I just never choose the most popular thing. I just want to be like a little, I want to be a little I think, special. I, think, I, I understand. I think some of it is like your success feels um, less like individual or it feels less powerful. Like if you, I, I do think that obviously like there, there would be, a big difference to like oh i made it to um infinite playing this crazy deck you know like the reddit post uh like it, it, i'm not not that this is an example but like the reddit post of like hey i played it i played to infinite playing this deck that like is a little bit different and like is a little bit more personal and i you know, like i took some ideas here and there and swapped them some things out so this is like more of a unique deck versus like hey i did infinite and i did it with the deck that everyone is doing is like all right you know it's, yeah, it's an achievement. I, it's but... not easy. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, playing Thanos, like, or in, in any game, like, just having the cards and playing the good cards, that's not enough to get you to infinite. Like, you still have to play well. Like, there is no, like, free way. Like, there's no free pass to infinite, right? Yeah. It's still a challenge. It's still a lot. I think it's a, it's a lot of work. It's, like, more it's, work. It's a lot, of, it's, it's it's a a lot, lot of time. Too. It's a lot more obtainable time-wise now than ever, and I actually really like that because... I think the old, the grinds to infinite that I did in the other two seasons were like, they, it, it was like really, I, I think that the first question that you'd have to ask yourself about getting to infinite was like, do I want to play this the amount that I play like, you know, a Diablo or something? Do I want to play like six to eight hours of this a day? Like it, it's not, it's not the kind of thing where you were like, unless people were just wait, I, I'm, and people are better than me. Like, I'm not saying that, but like for me, 
to to get infinite in those seasons it was like you had to play this not as a casual thing you had to play this as something that you were grinding and you were really going for and in this season because of that change because you jump from like 70 to 75 when you first hit it um as long as you don't like really just like tank yourself down and lose that free five or whatever if you can turn that five or at least a little bit of that five into something that pushes you to the next rank that you can like leapfrog yourself a little bit and you can make it more of an attainable goal for someone that doesn't want to play like six to eight hours a day i just want to play the weird stuff like that's what it is for me i like that's the fun of the game right is like for for me it is about deck building it is about like surprising people and i i do like that in marvel snap you are rewarded for doing that, right? Like you get those eight cube victories. So if you're clever with retreating and if you're just good about snapping and you're playing something that people don't expect, you're, you're going to get those eight cube wins. You're never going to get, uh, uh, this is uh, hyperbolic, but you're never going to get eight cubes playing a Shuri deck, right? Yeah, it's pretty hard. Like, I mean, people like, and I, I feel like it's even harder when you play those kind of decks because you're never doing anything surprising. So I feel like, the times that I did try and play Shuri, I felt uncomfortable on the last turn because it was like, well, what do they have? They know what I have, right? So if they're sticking in for eight, then like they're doing something, right? Like, you know, no- if people people just forget about Arrow, that's what it is. Yeah. People just lose to Arrow all the time. I lose to Arrow sometimes. I just forget about it. I'm like, what could they possibly have to win? You know what's so Today interesting lost- is is like there was the, the the I cannot stop thinking about like I, I really like talking about Marvel Snap and like talking about certain things that are that they do that it yeah. does or certain characters. And I think one of the most unique and insane cards to like talk about, and we talked about this so much to like I think your frustration certainly is Kang. Uh, there's this character in uh, in Marvel Snap that got released last season where it's a five zero card that um it it, watch your opponent play the turn and then redo it and then rewind the turn and i i I fail to think of like another game where this mechanic has existed i don't remember i don't think i played a lot of magic and i don't think there's ever been a magic card there's magic cards that like make your opponent make you get a double turn um which is strong but like the i i can't think of a game where this 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 mechanic has been it and it's so interesting from like so many reasons because like there how you value it is very is very all over the place like it can it can seem like overpowered or horrible in a lot of cases um because obviously like in some cases it's like it's a five zero so it's adding nothing and then you're and then you play it out and then when you're done with that turn one card that you maybe could have had that could have helped you like it like it, you know is arrow in your deck okay if arrow is not in your deck then literally use that if 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 like if, if you could have been using a like is cosmo in your deck or something maybe maybe cosmo could have helped on this turn like a lot of times it's like hard to see what it is unless it's like you're see, you're you're seeing that your opponent has like you know one crazy play and you're like aha i got you like i now i know that you had this card which i never would have expected versus like the shang chi or arrow that you're like oh my god i did not think that the opponent was gonna you know arnim zola in this case and now that i'm seeing that i'm like okay i'm just gonna ruin their their turn like they're i'm just gonna gonna leave but but, uh or Or i'm gonna leave like that's what that's what the card is also about it's about cube equity it's about like seeing if your opponent is definitely gonna win and it's and if they are you just leave and it's hard to, like, talk about, like, the other things that certain cards do, which is, like, the feeling of it. Because 
Yeah. The, 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 the most insane card thing about the card, and having played with it, I would say, like, initially I was like, this should get changed. And the more I play with it, the more it's like, well, that's the only thing it's really doing in some cases. And that is that you can, like, bluff snap, which is, like, you know, going back on a intrinsic mechanic of this game. And that is, like, you know, snapping is you're locking yourself in. So so one thing you didn't explain before with snapping is that when you when you all in, when you when you snap, you you lock yourself out of retreating for that round. So um it can be really serious. Like if you if you snap on turn six, like you are locked in. You can't retreat out of it and you are really saying like I really do have something and the and the, there's usually and like some of that the importance is that of, of that is that if your opponent isn't confident like they're they don't want to stay in for that because that's four to eight cubes and um like you know like like usually you're snapping because you're like I know something that you don't or I know that you can't win I know that I feel really confident about this and um uh, can I just tell you what happened earlier before you continue is that earlier I was playing Mr. Negative and I snapped because I had Valkyrie, and I was about to Valkyrie a bunch of their stuff. And I was like, this is the easiest snap of my life. And then they played Cosmo. Oh. So sad. Yeah. Anyways. So it's like... So you were... Yeah, oh, so essentially, oh, oh, so you like, could... Hang lets you circumvent this. Yeah, because everything resets prior to the turn, um, uh, if you, you can snap on turn six, go see their entire turn, see what they had make them go through all the stress of like, okay, I'm locked in. This is, I mean, even times where I feel like I'm good, you know, like you can never feel that great sometimes about a win. So like, even when you're, whenever it's, especially when you're laddering, when, you always forget Magneto, right? You or forget like, like you There's forget certain card. weird cards like Magneto or, or maybe you're just really are forgetting like Arrow or something. And it's just like, or, or just a Cosmo just ruining everything. So you're forgetting these kind of things. And um uh like you go through all that stress of like all right i'm in this is my big play i i think i can win the eight or whatever i so let's see what they got and then the turn just resets and they they bluff snapped and they wagered nothing and it like it can it's a bad feeling but i guess like it, it is like you know one of the most interesting and i have to feel like it is one of the most interesting and thematic cards ever released because the whole thing about kang is that kang is a normal human being that uh is incredibly technologically advanced and he was the first from his timeline to understand and find the multiverse and what he ended up doing was being able to go through time he went way far in the future stole technology that he would never be able to have and then went back in time to like originally like uh uh ramen tut's time to have this power of technology that was like just far advanced. Like he went to like the end of time, like, you know, the, the heat death of the universe to see like, what is the most powerful stuff available? And then was able to like jump around in multiverses and find other versions of him, other versions of timelines, take the best technology from there. So like his whole thing is like literally, you know, stealing information from the future. So I think it is interesting the way that he is able to like, you know, do so much knowledge wise of like, of like I went back to the past and I knew that he had a Shang-Chi I mean like it's a stupid thing but like I yeah, knew he sure. had Arrow but um but like I went back to the past and like found this kind of things but like I don't know it's it's interesting because I don't feel like I see this card a lot and I don't see, I I definitely don't see him yet as like a card that's like making a deck 
it, it in the best case scenarios yeah, he's it's, never going to be he's never that That's yeah in the best case scenarios be. it's like oh they were playing thanos and they 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 swapped out another card for this um but yeah it's a really interesting card no matter what i think it's like you'll certainly... see him he's gonna i i think he makes the game worse like he makes the game longer his animation is long he makes the game a turn longer and i just think that that's bad i don't like the the reneging on the snap mechanic i i don't know necess- necessarily about his power level personally some some have said that uh, in every deck you play you could optimize it by taking out the worst card and adding kang uh I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that there are decks that he is better in than others. I think that he's better in decks with Moon Girl and better in decks with Magic, where you can either generate two copies of him or play around certain things on turn seven after passing on turn six. Uh, And also increasing the amount of turns uh, also allows him to um, cantrip. Uh, But, you know, that's that's like a little bit of inside baseball. Um, but yeah, Marvel Snap is uh, interesting. They put out a, a, pl- a survey today uh, with some really interesting questions. Yeah, um, that make me pretty positive about the future of the game. Yeah, I, I just looked at the survey because I, I felt like it was it was a lot of the things where where it's like they at least they've got their like finger on the pulse a little bit. Like it was a lot of things. It was like, yeah, I'm glad you guys are talking about that or considering that internally. I do feel like. We I, we I don't think it's ever been as bad as it has recently for me because it's been like months of being season like or pool three and four for the most part complete um, to the point where uh, card acquisition really d- doesn't feel as good. And, 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 and you've talked about this a lot and um, uh, there's a huge difference to the feeling of randomly getting the card through the collector track and um being able to buy them to the token shop it is it is just it feels so different at the point that i'm in where where i never am excited really about opening um collectors uh uh, boxes i'm more like the the most exciting thing i can usually get out of them is like a lot of credits or a lot of collector's tokens but i never expect anything exciting about a cool variant you've gotten a cool Uh, variant every once in a while i get a cool variant that that is like a a thing but like it it, it is a bummer and there's no way they could keep this speed that they originally had but but when you're in pool three it's like every couple of pulls is giving you a new card and it's changing the way that you're looking at everything and i think that like the game is like at mo at the most rewarding of your creativity at that point because when you're fighting non-pool can three three complete people then there's nothing to say that your deck is not optimal it's very hard to explain because because like you're fighting people who don't have complete decks and you don't have a complete deck, so you're having to make these choices of like, okay, I can go with kind of a net deck, but I'm missing certain elements. So what do I swap in for that? I, and also, like, how do I fight people at my level that are missing cards? And uh, it's just the game is feels very creative. So the game does feel a lot different when you're fighting those like co- uh, collection level complete people, and you're no longer really acquiring cards in a cool way. And everyone has everything, so it's a little bit more it's a little bit more difficult to be creative because the game like forces that creativity onto you early. But then once your pool complete, it's like, it, it, especially when when like there's a really powerful net deck running rampant, it can feel like you're getting punished for being creative. You know, like if if you were trying to like sit around and find the answer to Thanos, it it, it has been hard to find that answer, and that it's like. 
even decks that I felt like originally when I was like, you know what, like I'm going to play as Thanos countery as possible. Um, you know, you're just getting like leeched on turn three or something. And you're just like, well, there my, my, uh, my dark Hawk is a zero now. And, yeah, uh, but, but the innovating does feel so cool. And when you right now, if you pretend that Thanos and Shuri don't exist and you peel back that layer, like one strip, there's so many cool decks right under it. Right. Like without those two decks and possibly without the Sandman deck, we'll have to see if that ends up being good. Uh, there is so much going on. That's really exciting. So I really hope that they nail this round of balance changes. Uh, because like I said, there's just like so many good cards and so many good card releases on the horizon. Uh, Master. Oh my God. This season is cool. out of control with cool uh, cards. Negasonic. War, Teenage, Teenage Warhead, Warhead releases next week, and then uh, the following week is Kitty Pride, and those are all three uh, really powerful. Well, I don't know if they're all powerful, but they're interesting to say the least. They're they're cool, uh, way like some of the coolest cards that we've seen in a while. So uh, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I have know? never. I, I just hope that this game. I do hope that they can make it catch on a little bit more. I. I think that they could advertise a little bit better. I think that they could get sponsored streams going more because I find it weird that there are people like um, Toast, who's an extremely popular streamer, who's playing this game on his own, but not streaming it. Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I think that they have to, they've got to get their sponsorship sorted out. They have to finish um, finalizing their PC client so that the game looks better and is more readable on streams also. That and, like, finding out how to exactly do, like, good um, first-party, like, um, competitive tournaments and stuff and do, like... Yeah, and like build a of big the weeks, tournament. things like that, you know? Like, getting, like, like they need to be active on YouTube. Like, this is, all, this is our build of the week featuring, like, Luke Cage Hazmat, like, talking through what they like about the deck and things. Like, there's so much that they could do with this game, uh that I, I hope they leverage. I bet they're making a lot of money considering that this game, uh, I don't want to say it's cheap to produce, but like it's pretty bare bones. And I bet that for, that they're doing great. I, I bet that they're making gangbusters like monetarily, but I, I, I think there's more to be done. Yeah. I, I, I do want to see the best for it. And I feel like it's, it is an, it is somehow a really exciting time. I would feel I feel like more excited um, just because the current, because I now that things stabilize, we actually are starting to see some new decks that are actually somewhat um, competitive versus Thanos. I, and that's not to say that Thanos doesn't need a nerf because it is too strong. Um, but, but um, I, I wonder how things will shake out. I know that the balance patch, they, they said that there is a balance patch this, this week or whatever. Um, next so, week. Yeah. Next week. So like, it, but that was, I thought that was last week that they said that. Um, but, but so I'm excited about that. And, uh, it is interesting though, cause I think there will always be, um, whenever I play like video games, I always notice that there's a lot of cases where, um, just the, the way that the community works is that there's always find the next thing to be negative about. And it's like, it's not too, I'm not trying to say that like Thanos is not overpowered, but it is just like funny how the other side of the coin is that like if he gets nerfed and Curry gets nerfed then like there's going to be a next thing that pops up that's going to be like oh everyone hates that like now only sandman is strong or whatever and you can no longer play multiple cards anymore and 
everyone has to play one card a turn because of this card or or something like that where it, it's like th there's always going to be like strong decks and they're always going to be um like some mild frustration it, it'll be interesting though if we can get it back to a point where i think that it's the, the more important thing was how readily available hard counters are to those decks so as long as like as long as like the things that make those decks strong have a a really nice accessible you know pool one or two counter so that people are just like oh you know you're running this i'm just gonna run this every every single person is running you know what this one card so i'm just gonna run the one card that beats it all the time and you're never gonna i'm never gonna let you play your game because everyone is running the same thing that's important yeah i agree i i'm optimistic let's see what they do yeah i i agree with you that the that the um that was a very i i really liked that uh everything the that they were talking about on that survey because there was a lot of things that like i didn't even know i would maybe want that they're possibly like uh, considering. like avatars that have unique emotes that yeah. could be cool yeah that kind of stuff sounds pretty neat um and, and non non game changing or anything I, I would like to see just some more like quality of life stuff would be nice i i wonder if they're interested this is something that i've thought about a lot um regarding marvel snap and it's like something that i maybe i really love it even though it's kind of fucked up and dumb but but uh uh marvel snap so i i hear a lot of people have different takes on marvel snap of course and i think some of the takes that people have on marvel snap are are through colored through the lens of coming from other card games and it's kind of hard to to do that ultimately because it's just such a different card game from a, a like a structural standpoint that you can't really like look at some of the old things you have to like you know change the way you look at certain things um and i also think that like stuff like a uh having a um in-app like deck tracker or or the way that um you know hearthstone had had that um like turn tracker thing where you could see on like the left side like oh they played this card and it dealt five damage to this card and that's why the card was destroyed so if you walk away for a second you can kind of see like oh this was the log of what happened and um currently snap doesn't have it and like i've lost games for dumb reasons probably from like i looked away and sokovia happened yeah. and i didn't realize that like my important card got killed or that their important card got killed maybe i didn't realize that their shuri just got nuked and i should have snapped or or that the whole game i was waiting for like a shang chi and if i had realized that like shang chi got discarded or something that it would have made me play differently and that the, and like that's just one example but there's tons of examples of like you look away for a second and you don't realize something happened or or you don't remember that like oh they already played this card before or something that would be able to but the games are so short that it almost like becomes a skill at least on a mobile client um to remember certain things of like oh you know you didn't realize, like, it would take someone to remember that earlier on they threw a card into Lockjaw, so that card's still in play, and, like, you still should know that that's, like, a viable option. Or There's all these, like, things that, like, when you're trying to play, especially on a mobile client, that you're, like, really juggling all this information at once. Um, th things you've seen so far, things that have happened... Um, things that could tip you off to future plays that, like, maybe having a log yeah. would... I mean, I, I, for one, look forward to complaining about Iceman and Scorpion again. About what? Complain I look forward to complaining about Iceman and Scorpion again in the future. Oh, yeah? Just those cards being too strong? Yeah, too annoying. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, that's Marvel Snap, baby. And that could be video games, too. That's video games. Women be shopping. No, we, we have say, a new one. We always say this. What's the new one? We just don't have it yet. 
No, we had a new one. At the very beginning, I said, write that down. There's a new one. But always, uh, it, is the new one, is we have a new one, write that down? Because we've been doing that, actually. Something about, like, uh, save the daylight. Oh, we, uh, uh, I mean, that that was it, right? With save, save the daylight. Save the daylight. WTDG colon Save the Daylight is brought to it's you by... the 300th episode. Is brought to you by Burger King, apparently? Yeah, that's it. We're going to be shopping, I guess. You're not going to... Well, no outros this time. 300 they episodes. They know it. You, you know it. They know it. I said, bitch. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, I remember that.